0: Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Check Rock podcast. I am it's just Check Rock. It's just Check Rock.
1: Also, the Check Rock podcast is another podcast, so we cannot be saying that. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. Right, we can't. Right, that's that's <laughs> legit. Another. I was like, oh, cool. Check Rock. They ain't got that. We ain't ain't got that shit. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Never mind.
0: Scratch that uh hey everybody and welcome <laughs> to episode two of check rock uh i am one of your hosts sean over there is the other host marquise hello this is the podcast if you don't know where we talk about basketball mostly 76ers who are floundering right now floundering,
1: floundering. They- all also right. also um and we're like recording it. this wednesday february 7th um, yeah, like, we nine. are playing the Warriors currently, are we? Still yes, we're, playing? We're playing the Warriors right now. We are getting our ass whooped. It is 7152. Yep. Um, deadline is tomorrow. Tomorrow at three o'clock, I believe. Three o'clock mm-hmm. um three PM um tomorrow. And uh yeah, we need to make some moves because uh we are we've been getting our ass whooped. It's not like we're losing respectably respect respectful respectfully. Respectfully. I thought it was like respect, but who cares? We we were not even losing like by like a possession or two or even ten points. We're no. getting our ass whooped. It we're is the, winning
0: by a possession or two.
1: <laughs> there we haven't won since Tyrese dropped fifty.
0: Yeah, and we won that by one possession, I believe. Yeah. Came down to the wire. Patrick Came- Beverly threw the ball in the air just so the time could expire, and Tyrese had to go and grab it because it was his 51-point fucking game ball. And, Pat, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. And right now, nobody's playing good. Yeah. Like,
0: Tyrese, um,
1: our leading scorer has 11 points. It's a now,
0: Tyrese point. is also, I mean, he's been back for a while, but Tyrese also missed a couple games. I know he was having some issues. Um Ankle issues, yeah. And then we still have Robert Covington out. Nick Batum is out this game. Uh D'Anthony Melton also out. And of course Joel and B will be out for I believe they said up to four, four forty to six weeks. Four to eight. Forty eight weeks. Four to eight weeks. Um, so we can basically or I'm saying we look at us Philly fans inserting ourselves into everything. He can basically kiss the MVP goodbye
1: mm-hmm.
0: because he will not make the minimum game requirement, unfortunately. In spite of the fact that he is doing something historic right now.
1: Also, I feel like the NBA is going to suspend this shit after this year. Or at game, least try. minimum game requirement? At least try. Because they did sign it with the CBA, so it might be kind of there. Or they could possibly lower it to probably like 60. I just feel like if you play more than 50% of the games, you should be cool. Um, and, I mean, and it's
0: not just, I think if you, if you play more than 50% of the games, but also if your team is noticeably worse without you
1: like Sixers are bad
0: like you know i hate to say it but some of those like steph curry teams the the years that he won the two back-to-back years and when he won unanimously like the warriors are still a really good team without steph they're not obviously they weren't like they wouldn't be a championship team without steph but they're still a top five seed in the west so without steph curry
1: not playing for the sixers Oh, Obama's playing. Okay, so you, re- you said De'Anthony Melton, Daniel House is also out. Obviously, Joel Embiid, Marcus Moore Senior has not played in a while. Um, Kenny Lofton, yeah. who's a two-way guy, um, Ricky Council, another two-way guy, Batoon has not played in a while. Um, Trevlin. uh, traveling oh my God, Trevlin Queen. Do you remember Trevlin Queen?
0: I do. He was here briefly, but yes, right. I do remember.
1: Terquavion Smith, Turk. I'm sorry. Um, and Robert Copson are all out this game. So, the Sixers are severely shorthanded. With the trade trade deadline tomorrow, um, I expect the Sixers to make moves. There was reports that they expect the Sixers to make at least one to three moves um, tomorrow. Um, But before the uh, deadline, uh, we have been linked so far today to uh, Bandanovich from the uh, Pistons, um, Buddy Hill from the Pacers, and recently, uh, Michael Brogdon uh, from the Trailblazers.
0: Although it, it wasn't as a, I guess, solid as a, of a rumor or whatever, but there it was reported that interest was expressed in Andre Drummond and that uh, one of the few players that the Sixers would be willing to part with a, or even more than one, first round pick for was one Mr. Demar Derozan, who it doesn't make sense. I can't say it does only because of how much he needs the ball in his hands. I said desert. Now, here's what I'll say. If you were moving on from Tobias Harris, it makes more sense only because, you know, with Robert Covington and Marcus Morris and Nick Batum and all these other guys, like, you have depth at the four spot, the three slash four. Obviously, Kelly Oubre as well, even though he's not really a four, but still, uh, and Paul Reed. Um you have enough depth at the sport four spot that you might be able to, you can make up for that. Whereas having a, a secondary ball handler, like that's something that I think we could use. Um, If you're exchanging Tobias Harris, essentially for DeMar DeRozan, you still have your three top scorers. The only difference is your, I guess, second or third option becomes a little bit more cloudy of exactly who's who. I mean, Demar hasn't dropped 50 this game, but I mean this season, but he is very clutch. I, He's proven that time and time again and he is a, a bucket.
1: Why I wouldn't do it is because of spacing. Um Demar does not shoot yeah. threes uh Demir at all. Um yeah. there was a play where like Demar like was at the three point line and he put his foot on the the line so it didn't count as a three. I yeah. was like that's the most Demar shot ever. Um yeah. so it was just like super long too. Um, yeah
0: now here's here's my one counter to that though with Tobias the games that he does do well he doesn't shoot a lot of threes he he is a he's a much better catch and shoot player than DeMar is which makes him great you know besides Tyrese and and Joel and it does help the spacing obviously but the games when Tobias actually does go off, he shoots a lot of mid-range shots and a lot of shots at or near the rim. So it's it, it's one of those things where if you're still relying on threes, you're never going to get the most out of Tobias Harris, anyway.
1: So, um, so I'm finish my point and why sure. I don't think Demar is the 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 piece. One, um. I feel like Tobias fits better because he can has the has the threat of spacing. Obviously he doesn't have that gravity uh which I brought up uh last podcast. He doesn't have that gravity from 3 like a like a JJ Redick did, like a Seth uh Curry did. Um even Tyrese Maxey, um he doesn't have that gravity. So if he's not hitting shots at all, it 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 kind of kills everything. Yeah. Because we've had those games where It's more he's, of a detriment than anything. Huh? He he takes three shots in that in 37 minutes. Yeah. Like, we need a guy who can come in, doesn't need the ball. If he gets past the ball in the corner, it's going to shoot. Yeah. Not going to dribble, not going to try to make a move. A guy who's capable, if need be, but not normally a guy. And that's why I think Bondanovic from the Pistons is perfect. Because I feel, not only that, he's getting up, like, what, seven threes a game? Seven threes a game, shooting um, pretty good, I'm pretty sure, because he's always been a uh, a great uh, three-point shooter. And also, he's not gr- he's not bad. He's kind of like Ersan Elisova, but like a better mm-hmm. shooter. Kind of like uses his body. Good team defender. You surround him with defensive players. He looks better. I think that's yeah. what's happened, you know, for a lot of players for the Sixers. Like a Shake Milton. Um, like stuff like that where you can not necessarily hide them, but they can use their bodies to guide their player. Yeah. You know they they're not going to keep nobody in front of them, but they can guide their player into help defense and stuff like that, surround them, double team stuff like that. Um, I think and, the, the best
0: example of that would probably be uh, George Niang, who yeah, I miss him much. Bit. <laughs> yeah,
1: very much a team defender. Um, tries hard too. It's not even like yeah. he's he's um not trying like like there's been times where like we've watched what's his name, Seth Curry just kind of just stop, yeah, just stop. Like he know he can't beat him, and he just. Goes around, turns around, and just like hopes like somebody's yeah. there to like recover so he can go get the uh and help uh help on the other side. Um, but yeah, Bogdanovich right now is shooting how many threes a game? Seven oh, eight threes a game. <laughs> yeah, seven threes a game. I'm sorry, seven threes a game, 7.4 threes a game, and shooting 41%. We need that desperately. Yeah. Um. Buddy Hill is another guy who's actually crazy enough to say this, but Buddy Hill Betty Hill is one of the best three point shooters of all time. It's crazy to say that, but like it's it's yeah. true. Um, so here's here's the only here's the only caveat to that to me. You still have Kelly Oubre. I feel as though Kelly Oubre is going to be used as straight bait, and it's crazy. Wow. To, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about don't that. Say that. It's crazy to think about that because he, we got him on such a cheap deal. Um yeah. he came here to really prove himself. Yada yada yada. But if you're making a trade for a, a guy who probably doesn't make that much money. Like say you want a Alex Caruso, but you don't want to throw two first round picks. Kelly Oubre's only get paid the veteran minimum. You could go uh Kelly Oubre and Paul Reed and like one first or Three seconds, and you go get somebody like that. So you could use that 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 power in that that minimum contract, and use that to entice somebody to, instead of you giving up more in terms of picks, you can do all right. Well, we got Kelly Oubre. You know he can come through and help. You know he hasn't. You know he could start. He can come off the bench. He could do a lot of things for you, and you could get the player you want while also keeping some of your assets for you know off season. Trades, anything like that, or even an, an additional trade that you could do, also at the deadline. Um, they, like you said, Andre Drummond, maybe Andre Drummond, Alex Caruso, you know, Kelly Oubre. Now,
0: if that's the package, I, I'd be willing to part with Kelly Oubre. And
1: also, Kelly Oubre is kind of—I mean, I'm not gonna say he's falling off since the uh, the injury, but the uh, well, I, I would say
0: he's—I would say he's shut up. I don't know if I'd say he's falling off, but I will say he's definitely, he's garnering more attention now because Embiid has been out of the lineup yes. and Max T has been in and out of the lineup. And most of, like I was, the depth that I talked about it, you know, the wings with Marcus Morris and, you know, all these other guys, it's just not there anymore. So mm-hmm. there's, I think, more being asked of him. Um, and he's not playing with the same sort of freedom because there's just way more attention on him now. And People made such a big deal out of it at the beginning of the season. Oh, the 76ers have four players averaging 20 points or more. And it's like, okay, well, now one of those players is out for the foreseeable future for four to eight weeks.
1: And also was averaging 20 plus 14.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Right. So that's a huge drop. Right. That's a huge loss in scoring that has to be made up.
1: Not only that, but three people, I would one say, of
0: which is in his, like, fourth year in the league.
1: What I would say is Joel Embiid, I feel like every we're now seeing why Joel Embiid is the most valuable player. Yeah. Because Joel, Joel makes these guys look great. Like, even Tyrese Maxi has struggled. I mean, obviously yeah. he had that 51-point game, but ever since then, you know, he kind of struggled. Because, like, teams yeah. are focused on him. There's no... <laughs> There's no Joel yeah there's no Joel to dump it to. there's no oh shit the play's done Joel huh, figure figured out or Joel drive pump get get uh doubled and then he's kicking it out and we're swinging like there's no yeah. there's nothing there and yeah. we're seeing like the, these players are better when Joel's here or better when there's there's pressure taken off of them because we look yeah. at ni- even Nicholas batoon Nicholas batoon don't look the same if Joel's not playing like these yeah. guy's really like, their their effectiveness their effectiveness yeah. is determined on Joel.
0: I think one thing, too, that a lot of people maybe don't realize is that when you lose Joel, you're not just losing his scoring, you're losing
1: his defense, his free throws. Yeah. Which, free slows.
0: throws, having a big man who can not only, you know, be, a, be a, a force down low, but who also gets to the free throw line, like, that slows the game down tremendously. And when you have an older team that's huge having those moments where you can kind of take a not not a break but just like not be running constantly like that's a huge that that can be the difference between a make and a miss shot at the end of a game just those you compound those moments of just like having a break throughout the game where joel's at the free throw line same thing i think could be said about tyrese like you know tyrese was one of the most effective fourth quarter scorers in the league for the first half of the season and now towards the end it's like you know who's getting the ball you know it's Tyrese right you know what he was he's wants a
1: smaller to... guy too yeah like you, exactly. you start to realize how short he is when there's yep. no Joel out there cuz like he can oh Joel screen bet now I'm beating, yeah. I'm beating that big he's beating that yeah. big to the, to the rim and now it's yep. like oh that big is now blitzing and it's like oh shit now I got to find a way to to get the ball to somebody and throws a crazy yep. pass, turnovers. We're seeing the most turnovers yep. of Tyrese Max's career and there's in this time because like yeah. the the decisions aren't easy now. They're not easy. Yeah. It's not Joel, help us. It's there's no the decisions there's, aren't easy and there's
0: not as much space.
1: There's not enough space. Because people are gonna sag
0: off of Mo Bamba, they're gonna sag off of Paul Reed. And, f- and they're f- gonna they're gonna key in on
1: you. Um breaking news. Bondanovic. Has been ruled out with a, a calf injury. Now this is the same of vision that the Sixers are looking at, and yeah. he's out this this next piston game with a with an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what that injury might be. You know, um, it's jet lag. I mean, uh, jet lag. <laughs> um, but like. For real, I feel like this team needs more spacing. We need legit spacers. I feel like Batum is good, but he does it, he does it on on volume. Like, he kind of takes as many threes as you, you give him. He's not out there looking for it. He's more like an open shot taker type, type of guy. Yeah. Um, and if you're not finding him, he's just like, okay, I'm just over here. Um, yeah. Kelly Oubre, I don't think I want him to take as many threes as he does. Um, and then, like, outside of Tyrese, Oubre, Harris – there's not many guys who who are going to take threes especially with Melton and uh out. there's not really good three point shooters. Yeah. And I feel like I think, if, uh, okay. If we get like a baby a Buddy Hield or a Bogdanovic, I think that helps out significantly because they add back that gravity that we once had. I think um
0: I think there's where's a sort of a crossroads. I think the ideal situation is of course the Caruso and Drummond Right. If you can get those two, you know that's not, that's ideal. And not, but, Caruso
1: shooting a career high 41% for
0: three this year, right? Because you get Caruso, who's not only a great shooter but he's also a great defender.
1: Guards one through four, legit.
0: Yep. And then you get Drummond, who rebounds, you know, when you exactly when you when you have a team that's struggling a little bit offensively, rebounds can be what wins you games. Those second chance buckets uh When you know you are maybe not hitting shots quite as much, having somebody who can clean up the glass and get you second chance buckets, get easy putbacks, and then you know on top of that, Drummond's not—he's definitely not the defender that Joel Embiid is, but he's not a slouch on defense. He's 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 agile and big enough to hold his own Kinda and has that bother defense. some shots.
1: That Jokic and Marcus all defense can't really jump exactly. I mean, well, he can—he's athletic. He could jump, but it's like his defense isn't predicated on blocks well, and steals it's like you have to move me to get by he, me like he can jump but he's smaller yeah he's he's i think
0: Drummond's only six, like 6'10 6'11 six, six, yeah whereas Jokic and you know Marcus All they were i think legit 7 foot Marcus All might have been 6'11 maybe yeah. but they were they were bigger for yeah. sure so
1: i think we you need know. we need a, a big body cuz I, I like Paul Reed yeah. I do but I don't think he is a backup center on a championship team. I think right. he does a lot of, I want to prove myself. Whereas the Andre Drummond is like, I am who I am. You know, he's had that time. And I'm going
0: to go out and I'm going to be great at what I'm great
1: at. Right. He's a, Drummond in this, in this stage of his career, good starter, great backup big. Yep. Like he, he knows it. And when he came here, we seen it. We seen him fifth, 10 and 10 off the bench. We seen that. We seen when Joel was out, he had like a, a 15, 20, and seven game. Like he's capable of these things in these in these brief moments. Whereas though, when he's a backup, if he's coming off for Joel, like that spells you a lot. And if you get another point guard, I think they should definitely go. Point. Uh, I think their their biggest need probably it probably shifts. I think the backup big now becomes more of a thing because Joel is out and you need somebody to to be there. Like you need a legit starter type guy. To, to be there with Joel's out. Um and I think Drummond, you know, they've had talks like you said, um, with the Chicago with Chicago about Drummond. Um also Kelly uh Olenek is another guy um the Sixers have been linked to, which would probably give open up some more room for Paul Reed because then uh Kelly would be able to space, space the floor. Two Kelly's on the same team would be crazy. Um he would be able to space the floor and Paul Reed can, you know, still be the lobby in the rim, you know, rim running type player, um, and I it would I, be
0: it would be sort of similar
1: to what the Bucks do with Giannis and Brooke. It would be sort, sort of similar, yeah. Um, but also, I you know, and Pauly could be the you know use Kelly Kelly Olenek, uh, another legit seven foot guy. Kind of the same with uh, kind of Georgie Yangish, because he's yep. not a great defender, but he shows effort. Um, and I think somebody like that. Paired with maybe a Paul Reed, maybe you have to trade Paul Reed to get him. It's crazy because if Paul Reed goes to Utah and he signed with the Utah before we matched it, it's fucking crazy that he ends up back there. Um, he just ends up in Utah regardless. But yeah, I just think we need more legit scores. Like we can we can have more not legit scores, but shooters as well. Um, yeah. So everybody they have looked at right now, except for Andre Drummond, is a forty plus percent shooter, and mm-hmm. we need that. We haven't had a sniper. In a minute, like just on the floor, just to shoot threes. Yep. Since Seth Curry, and I think that would be a, it would be
0: a good trade not only for now but for the future as well for when Joel does come back because we've seen how, Joel is is able to elevate shooters. Right. Like I, that's one thing that, you know, the tandem of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, made JJ Redick and Seth Curry, look like. They were shooting hall career numbers.
1: <laughs> like, career they, like, numbers.
0: Like if they were on the Sixers for their entire career, they would be Hall of Famers.
1: Like, and, and if it was it wasn't, amazing, if it wasn't for that James Harden trade, Seth Curry would probably be still here. Well,
0: it's interesting because somebody actually, uh, somebody reposted a tweet, a a old uh, tweet from. Before the James Harden trade, when the Sixers were still shopping Ben Simmons, um, I believe it was early, it was it might have been in the off season before the season had even started. Uh, right after the um what was it twenty twenty one after the Hawk series, okay, like a few months after the Hawk series, where uh, the Sixers were offered apparently Tyrese Halliburton. And Buddy healed for Ben Simmons. And the trade was declined.
1: I see. I, I want to believe that Daryl Morey did not get that offer. Like, I want to believe that there's no way he saw that all he had to do was trade one player. And he's getting a young piece who's an all-star. who's a Who would pair perfect with Joel and Tyrese Maxey? Who would pair perfect well, with those guys at the time, this and a was shooter, when... another shooter to add with Buddy Hield and Seth Curry out on the same fucking floor, like Joel. There's no you can't you gotta play Joel fucking just straight up. I think at the time, I
0: think at the time the issue was we have Tyrese Maxey, we have Seth Curry. Why would we trade for two players that are basically the same, if not? potentially a little bit worse. Because Buddy Heald, like you said, Seth Curry was putting up career numbers. Buddy Heald was not. Tyrese Halliburton was still playing behind uh, De'Aaron Fox. I mean, you know, Tyrese Maxey was as well. He was still playing behind Ben Simmons at the time. But once it was clear that Ben was going to sit out and Tyrese started to sort of emerge as a starter, then it was like, oh, wait. He might be better than Tyrese Halliburton, which some might say he is, some might say he's not. It depends on who you ask. But either way, at the time they were thinking like, if we if we're gonna trade an All Star, we want an All Star in return, and they just weren't that yet. I
1: just I, I like I honestly don't believe that was on the table. Like I just can't I can't believe that that was on the table. Well,
0: it might have been. Because remember, Sacramento was trying really, really hard to get another all-star next to De'Aaron Fox, which was part of the reason why when the Sabonis trade happened, a lot of people were shocked. They were like, whoa, like you're trading Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald. And I think they traded one more player. Oh, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, for Sabonis and one other player. And Sabonis was like a one-time all-star. Now, I mean, it granted, was like that trade sort of worked out. I
1: think it was a replacement too.
0: Yeah, I think that trade sort of worked out because Sabonis Besides. and De'Aaron Fox are great together, and Tyrese and Buddy are doing great in Indiana. Tyrese more so than Buddy, but still. You know, at the time, Sacramento
1: was pretty desperate. Buddy Hill right now is taking let see, seven threes a game. He's actually shooting his worst percentage from three. In was it like 35, 36?
0: 38. 38? Wow. Okay. That's his worst. His worst. Percentage Sorry. Sixers fan here.
1: <laughs> since Sacramento. When well, he shot like 36. Mm, okay. But like, I always look at these shooters, especially. Oh, like shooters that's why. You said
0: since Sacramento. Since Sacramento, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say ever. That's no, why I was like, was it 35? No, 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 no. His worst. Oh, okay.
1: Three point percentage was thirty six point yeah, thirty-six six. Okay. No, thirty six two. Sorry. Thirty six two. That was his first year. Well that doesn't really count because he was traded to um Indy in that year. So it doesn't really count. No, he was traded you mean traded to Sacramento. No, he was traded to Indy. The, his worst percentage is from uh the first the first year he got to Indy. So it was like the twenty six oh, games. Not his first year in the league. No, no, no. His first year oh. in the league, he shot thirty nine percent. Okay, because I remember
0: he was in New Orleans, and yeah. they got traded to he
1: Sacramento. Traded, yeah, and uh, Demarcus Cousins do. Yeah, um, yeah, but like, still, just like, I look at him. He's he's shooting thirty eight percent. He's shooting thirty eight percent, and he's not really getting wide open looks. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine, man. But I mean,
0: it's tough. It's tough. It's one of those things where like looking back somebody um, they they also posted like a redraft like a 2015 or 2016 redraft and they had uh, I think Jalen Brown going number one to the 76ers and I was like yeah I mean Jalen Brown on the Sixers right now would be great but if you're smart about it and you know what's going to, if the if the whole point of a redraft is you know how these players' careers are going to go, I would still draft Ben Simmons number one overall. I just wouldn't keep him. I would trade him after 2019 and I would fire Brett Brown so that way I can keep J.J. Redick and Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris and I don't have to worry about offering Ben an extension. And... Just hire a different coach, keep that team, trade Ben Simmons, who was at the height of his value because he was an all-star that year, and get either draft picks or just depth, get more players in return. That would be a much smarter decision than just saying, yeah, I'm going to just draft Jalen Brown, number one overall. So, Especially if you still try to make the Jimmy Butler trade.
1: So in other news, in other non year news, there were some trades today. Um, the Timberwolves traded a second round pick to the Pistons. Also traded Shake Milton and Troy Brown for Monte Morris. So Shake former Sixer Shake Milton is on the process Pistons. Oh man. The process Pistons. On the process Pistons. Where he pistons. might not get any minutes anyway. Might not. I mean, I I'm, I'm guessing cuz this is the second move. This is the second move. Uh the Pistons also traded for um, I believe Funchekio. Not Funchekio. Um, What's his name? The shooter from Utah. Oh, man, I'm blanking on his name. But, like, he lit the Sixers up. Oh, man, what is his name? What is his name?
0: What's his name? What's his name?
1: There's got to be a name. Who did they trade for? What's his name? What's his name be? I don't know. I can't find it. Can't find his name. But they they traded for a shooter, so they're getting more shooting. Shake is a hypothetical shooter, um, and they're trying not to be the He's worst team. He's a teaming. shaky shooter. Yeah, shaky, shaky shooter. It's crazy because like Shake left to get more opportunity.
0: Right. And, and then he ended up on like the number one team in the West.
1: And they were like at, all at right. the time, and they were like,
0: "We don't need you. What are you talking about?"
1: Bro, is currently averaging 4.7 points, which would be the worst since his rookie year.
0: So he's getting less opportunity.
1: Yes. And it's crazy because Shake as a sixer, second year in the league, first year, obviously 4.4. Second year, 9.4. Third year, 13. That was the year where he was like six man a year candidate. Um, Eight points, 8.2. Last year, 8.4. Bro never had a year where he was like ever this bad. I think Shake and Markel
0: will go down as like two of the greatest like drop offs. Whereas I like like, I like their like where their potential was, like where they were going, and then just like just never making it there ever at all. Like Shake was improved- Shake was consistently improving. All the way up until I would say that 2020 year when Ben was out in the playoffs. And he, he had, had that, that start. Really, yeah. Yeah. He had that a really game good winner. game. Yep. Against Boston. And then ever since then, it's just been like a consistent decline. Markel, youngest player ever to have a triple double. And ever since then, it's just been like a consistent decline. Do you know and that, now he's just like an average
1: player. Do you know that youngest player to ever triple double goes away damn near every year? It becomes a new player like every year. Well, because everybody's like slightly younger. Like by a couple days, should be like yeah, because remember 20, that 20, same 20, year 20, it had 20,
0: it changed 20. twice. Because first it was Lonzo,
1: it was Lonzo, yeah, and then uh folks got it at the like end of the year, and I remember that, yeah, remember that game. I remember him getting that rebound. I'm like, holy shit, how the fuck did he get that rebound? Like he soared for that shit, bro.
0: Pat 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 Bev had a,
1: a similar rebound <laughs> a couple nights ago.
0: Oh yeah, we, when yeah. uh when when Tyrese had 51, that last bucket.
1: Bro, was that like last cow. shot that went off the rim? Pat, Pat got up. Dog, when did, where did this come from? He had a dunk against. Uh, we was playing. Uh, was it Go to State? Was it Golden to State? He had like he had a dunk. It was like a little rim grazer, but it was like, oh shit, where, where did this come? Bro, from? Kyrie had a Kyrie threw down an alley oop the other day, like an athletic alley oop too. Yeah, like a like yeah, a, he, a hung combat, he looked like, like a Lebron Joe. I was like, oh,
0: I'm getting but news. you know what's funny? Somebody pointed out. Under that in the comments under that video, because everybody's like, "Oh, like, oh, Kyrie Irving threw down an LU, he got bounce for real." And then somebody was like, "No, Kyrie Irving has always had bounce. He just doesn't dunk. He just uses his hang time, like his bounce, to get added hang time so he can do crazy ass layups." It was like if you watch him play, he gets up, he just holds the ball in the air, floating for two minutes, and then throws the ball off the backboard some crazy way. It was like but he could dunk easily. He
1: just I feel like he just jumps like up and hangs. Guys, guys like that, especially uh like Steph, the reason Steph doesn't dunk is because of the ankle injuries and he, you know, doesn't really need to. He has this crazy ass floater package that re- makes no sense. Um, Kyrie as well, like he doesn't really need to put himself in that situation where he come down wrong. He had the uh, broken kneecap in the finals, I believe. Stuff like that, where he doesn't need to put pressure on his, like you know, his knees and stuff like that. Like, hey, bro, I'm just gonna finish this nice. He's gonna make it look nice. I'm gonna make it look better than Dunk ever be. And I'm gonna get
0: up high as I need to to get to the backboard. That's, that's it. Once the ball's on the backboard, it's in.
1: Then it, it's either in or you are gonna goaltend it. That's did it. you did you see how he got his layups like this? Yeah, did you hit the story. Playing on a backboard with holes, with holes, so he had to hit it off the backboard a certain way for it to go in. That shit is ridiculous, bro. That is I mean, fucking ridiculous. I saw a picture.
0: Somebody posted a picture. He had um, I guess at his house or whatever in New Jersey, like there was an actual picture of the rim of the the hoop that he was shooting on. And it was just like a regular like Walmart basketball hoop with like the plastic backboard. And it was just like where the box is on the backboard, it was just a hole. <laughs> it was just like somebody literally just cut out a box. That is crazy. Cut out the, the square. And then, like, drew other squares.
1: So you get nowhere it was,
0: it was crazy, but yeah, that's that's the dedication.
1: Oh, there was another trade today. The Celtics got a steal. Oh, they got they got a steal.
0: Uh, they got, I don't like how Danny Ainge just taught Brad Stevens all of his little trickery.
1: So, um, the Celtics have acquired uh, Xavier Tillman from the Memphis Grizzlies for two second-round picks. What? Two second-round picks. Xavier Tillman, in the absence of, I believe, Steven Adams, last year against the Lakers, put up, like, 27-15. and 15. <laughs> This
0: is why people think sports is scripted. The minute LeBron went to L.A., the NBA was just like, we got to make sure the Celtics are good, too.
1: Like... Xavier Tillman is me that he's a big body. He's kind of a smaller. I think he's like 6'7. Oh, six, he's 6'7, six, exactly. 6'7, 245. Just a guy who just knows where to be. He's not one of those high maintenance. Yeah. He's a rim runner. Catch it high, keep it high. Traditional. like, Back up big. And I feel like that's going to be one of the uh, guys that we're going to be annoyed with. Uh, Same thing with um,
0: I forget his name, but he's a rookie. And he's doing really, really well. The center in Dallas. Oh, Derek Lively? Yeah. Like it's another one. Like he's just like he just is he was just ready, like mentally. He I mean also a super high his, like
1: his his play style fits with Luca yeah. because he's rim running big. Yeah. Crazy. They actually traded back to get him. Yep. Man. So who other than the guys we listed? Who would you like to see the Sixers get? Also, wait before we even get to that. Um, so Joel's injury, we do know it. It was a partial tear. I think I believe it was a partial tear of like a flap. Was like I don't know how 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 did they word that?
0: I think they said it was like a lateral tear, like a partial lateral tear in his uh, meniscus.
1: It was something weird. The way they yeah. described it was. Weird, but he had surgery. Basically, that like his whole the actual the whole tendon has not been torn. Yeah. Um. So two days ago he had surgery. Um. Like we brought up uh kind of briefly. Uh. Four to four to eight weeks. Um. It's his timetable. Um. The Sixers want him to be. I mean, I guess more so he wants him to be, uh, back this year. Um. Obviously that that depends on seating. Because um, you're not bringing Joel back to playing a fucking playing game, um, and it's like it's kind of like if he doesn't play this year, I kind of I mean wanna... I think
0: it depends on, I think it does depend on seeding because if we're the seventh seed and you only have to win one game, I would do it.
1: But this is the thing, I, I probably I probably wouldn't because like at that point, missing the playoffs actually bodes better for us because we own our yeah. pick. Yeah. We own our pick, and that's more trade bait. We know we know this is – if we miss the playoffs, we know it's a fluke. It's not like, oh, we missed it. We or we could have had it. Like, we know it's a fluke.
0: I mean, yeah, everybody was just hurt. But everybody, the problem is we have so many hurt. expiring contracts. Like,
1: we're running it back. Yeah. There's so many guys you could pay. And also, that yeah. once again, a lot of teams don't want the Sixers picks because the Sixers picks are going to be at the end of the draft. Even the Clippers picks, they, uh oh, they, those picks are going to be damn near at the end of the draft. So if you have a lottery pick to go with those picks, it, it makes it better because now, oh shit, I got a 14th overall pick or I got the 13th, tw- or 12th overall pick. I mean, it's hard kind of see them to miss the playoffs because they do have a lot of cushion. I think they have, they're probably like three and a half games over the next team, um, down, mm-hmm. and the Pacers just got Buddy Hield. I'm not Buddy Hill, uh Pascal Siakam. So like literally, here we are, fifth seed. We're about to be thirty and twenty. The Pacers are twenty nine and twenty three. The Heat are twenty seven and twenty four. The Magic are twenty seven and twenty four. And I don't see us falling lower than. Damn, we could really be fall. We could really fall to the eighth seed. Um, I don't really see us falling lower than that because then you get to the Bulls, who are twenty four and twenty seven. Hawks are twenty two and twenty eight. The Nets are the twenty and thirty. I don't see us going lower than the AFC, but, like, there's there's a world where, like, we keep losing, um, and we end up in the AFC. And it's like, do you really want to fucking play the, the Celtics in the first round? And, hey, Joel, hey, we're glad you're back. Here's the Celtics.
0: See, that's tough, because if that's the case, imagine if you get a healthy Joel Embiid back in the first round, and... Marcus Morris and Robert Covington and most of our other key guys. Yeah,
1: depending on who we trade for too, as well.
0: Right. Imagine if you are fully healthy at the end, at the start of the first round, and you have the Celtics, who should by all accounts be your toughest opponent for the whole playoffs. Now you might you might get to the next round and be able to rest Joel some games. Depending on who you got next, like it, that's tough. That's tough to get your biggest ch- like. If they if they get that first game and it's competitive, or if the Sixers win, so let's say that's 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 a hard that's tempting. That's hard to pass. Let's say the
1: Sixers stay afloat, right? So the one eight matchup would be Orlando versus the uh, versus the Celtics, which Orlando has played well against the Celtics. They have a lot of big Mm -hmm. bodies to throw. The two seven would be uh, Miami versus Cleveland. The three six would be oh my god, that's that's gonna be fucking dope. 3-6 3 6 would be the Bucs versus the Pacers. Yeah. And then the 4 5 would be us versus the Knicks. Knicks, obviously, at home. Um, and the Knicks, obviously, I, I'm banking on one in any of these hypotheticals. Joel being healthy and us making moves. Um, so the Knicks are beatable. The Bucks are beatable. The Cavs are beatable. All these teams are beatable. And the Celtics have not beaten the Sixers. i mentioned this to Sean, we were at work. The Celtics have never beaten a healthy Sixers team in the playoffs. It's always been something. And obviously that's been Joel. That's been the Sixers kind of playoffs in in its entirety. But the Celtics have not beaten us fully healthy. And the, the closest we got to fully healthy, it was seven games. And now it's like, like you said, if we go in there fully healthy, we make some changes and we take out the Celtics first round, right? That it it it'd, it'd be some crazy shit because like y'all did all these trades, y'all traded away Robert Williams, traded away uh, what's his name? I forget. I forget his name. Marcus Smart. I did yeah. all this to lose to the Sixers in the first round,
0: and especially because health is such a it's such a fluctuating thing. Chris Tapps might not make it to the playoffs. Yes. That is, that like, is, I'm not that's banking true. on it. Obviously, I wouldn't I wouldn't hope for that. But Chris Stapps is also somebody who does have an injury history. And he is a very big part of their offense right now. Like, they have guys who might not make
1: it to I, the end. And, okay, it's a weird situation we are in right now, being sex fans. But I kind of love that we're getting our ass kicked because it's kind of forcing Deramore. Mori. Like, even if you were going to sit on your hands because Joel – Uncertain about Joel, it kind of forces your hand to go, Alright, we can't go out like this. Right. Like, you 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 can't keep getting constantly blown out game after game after game. This is like process Sixers all over again. where it's like we have no hope. And it's like we are more talented obviously than those guys, than the, the team. But it's like also also we get the injuries does play a factor. Obviously, D Melt D Melt the actually D'Anthony melt was supposed to come back against the uh the Mavericks but had a setback. And he's missed two games now since – so this is the 12th game he's missed. So, like, Knicks Platoon, obviously, is older guy, hamstrings, stuff like that. Marcus Morris probably is out because of some similar reason, but also be probably because he's probably the guy they're going to trade in terms of contracts. Yeah. I, I expect it to be kind of Robert Covington, um, Marcus Morris Sr., um, Furkan, and Paul Reed are probably the expendable of the bunch. Um, obviously, Tobias Harris, but I don't really see a world when they, where they do that unless there's like something crazy. Because I have made this trade. Here I go with my trades and shit. I made this trade, which would trade Tobias Harris? What do you think? I was going to say, what do you
0: think about a potential signing trade? With Tobias? Yeah. Like, are you talking deadline? Or are you talking about end of the... So the
1: it w- so when I made this trade it was deadline but I also made okay. this trade a-, a while ago Okay um it was the Sixers would get Jeremy Grant, Malcolm Brogdon, Matisse Thybulle coming back and Andre Drummond. Um the Blazers would get Tobias Harris, uh, Marcus Morris Senior, Robert Covington, Paul Reed and three first round picks, Hornets were also in this deal just to get off money to different places. Uh, Hornets would get Furkan, Terry, Taylor, Jabari Walker, J- Jabari Walker in the second round pick, kind of just as a throwing team to throw stuff to. And then the Bulls would get uh, Booknight, Springer, KJ Martin, and three second round picks. And there's you. You now have Jeremy Grant, Malcolm Brogdon, Matisse Diablo, and Andre Drummond, which would help you better manage. This Joel Embiid less time, yeah. Because you you basically added all four all four can, are capable defenders. Yeah. All, all three of them are shooting in thirty eight or higher percent from three. Um, Jeremy Grant, he, he comes back. Matisse Thibault obviously comes back. Drummond comes back. Malcolm Brogdon, who I really want, uh, and the Sixers have to, are in talks um, with uh, Portland on potentially getting. Um, playmaker, defends, shoots threes at a high volume and a high percentage. Um, and I just feel like all those guys fit what we have. They don't take away, and they more most likely add more to what we had originally. And we're losing with Tobias, Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Paul Reed. You got Andre Drummond. Robert Covington, you're kind of getting Matisse back. That kind of counteracts that. Marcus Morris is expendable. Kind of wasn't playing. Jaden Springer and KJ Martin weren't playing. You add in Jeremy Grant, who's a better defender than um, Tobias Harris. Kind of has the same problems with Tobias and Jeremy. They are not really stationary shooters, they're more kind of shot creators in, in a way. Yeah. And you kind of need that third shot creator. And he is more of a non liability because Tobias, sometimes when his shot's not falling, he's not like a guy where it's like, all right, well, I'm going to play defense. It's kind of like, well, I'm kind of here, whereas though yeah. Jeremy Grant is going at least. It's go, like, I'm, I'm just gonna keep shooting. <laughs> I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm gonna keep trying, but I think this would help us like a lot.
0: Yeah, I think I think Tobias sometimes has a little bit too much pressure to be the third option. And then what I would whereas add- like, bruh, you you could just be like the best defender on the floor. Like you you are physically capable of doing that. If you're not hitting your shot, you can just start blocking niggas up, but you just don't.
1: And what I would add to that is, Jeremy Grant is under contract for five years. Michael Bogdan mm. is on a contract for two years. Matisse see, is on a contract for another three years. So now you kind of eliminate your free agency. But it's also, if Paul George signs with the Clippers, there's nothing in free agency. So yeah. you basically not only have you secured guys for multiple years, but also that also makes you be able to go out and re-sign at <laughs> Anthony Mountain, not wait for somebody to potentially offer him a. A, um, a contract, and then you have to match it or pay above it. Like you can go no. into free agency with them as your main priority, and getting those guys and, uh, back. Like, and I'm not gonna
0: sit here and just write it off completely. But the way things are going now, it's extremely unlikely that Paul George leaves the Clippers. Yeah, like that was the unless that there unless go, there's
1: a a crazy flame out in right. the, the playoffs, but which he I don't see because he they're just getting better. He has yet to sign an extension. That's the only reason I said that. Kawhi has signed his oh, yeah. which took him off the you know, the potential I d I didn't really see Kawhi coming here in the first place. But I think no. Paul George is more of the guy that cool with Joel would possibly potentially leave. Obviously that's his hometown, but like, you know, opportunity is opportunity. If you feel as though that's not it, go to another place where they have cash space, so it's not like you're taking like a vet minimum or you're taking a, a significant pay cut, a pay if any you really getting the money that you are worth and you have a chance to win with two other guys who are already established. And from that, they could bring back, you know, the Anthony Mountains, um, Andre Drummond, or, like, you know, whoever they trade for that, they could still bring those guys back. And then now you have three legit guys. And then, uh, depth. like, we haven't had that. It's kind of either or with us. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, We'll see. I mean, they have till three o'clock tomorrow. Daryl Morey has never been shy about making moves, but he's also never been.
1: He's made a move. Nobody's ever accused. Nobody's ever
0: accused him of being the best at it. He's um, made. He's made a move every year.
1: Every yeah. year he's made a move, at least one. Yeah, and, I and feel, he's he's been decent. And I feel like even if it's, so this is what we how we will tell where the Sixers' mindset is, if they trade like a Tobias Harris, for. Or any player that we value, or for picks, we know that they're kind of like the season is whatever. season we're gonna yeah. we're gonna acquire all the picks that we, we can because there might be a star by in the playoffs or some crazy exit or injury to another player where a star is going to go like all right cool I don't like this situation a, scarred, a star yeah, that we out. have have we not we have not listed or have not said because we are not thinking about that star asking it out. Could potentially axe out and now you're kind of stacked with hey, that star wants to win? Cool, we got everything you want and more. I
0: mean, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Because I don't think he would do it. But I think when you when you're talking about the type of player that we would like. There is one guy, who matches that description to a T. He's a he's a big wing. He can play catch and shoot. He can also create his own shot.
1: Are you going to say Clay Thompson?
0: No. Oh. Nope. He's someone who's a tremendous scorer, but he's also not a slouch on defense. He tries. He steps it up when he needs to. And he has been known to switch teams, when he gets when he gets upset. And if they have a flame out.
1: Ain't no way you're talking about LeBron James. No. Okay, then who are you talking about? Kevin Durant. Ooh. I I never thought about that. Like, once again, that could be a name that we don't think about that could become available. And if you throw the right pieces at it, you could get them. But I also don't. He loves Joel. He loves hate him. It's a fucking bad relationship. Yeah. But They're see, weird. but that's but KD
0: is one of those players where like when he's playing against you, he likes if you're not nice to him.
1: Yeah, kind of motivated. like him and PJ are
0: best friends and they go at it every single fucking time.
1: So here's some of the people that would be free agents: um, Pascal Siakam, um, obviously has not resigned or signed a deal with the Pacers. Um, he yeah. would be a free agent. LeBron James has a player option. Drew Holiday also has a player option. Um, Tobias has, we know, um, Demar Derozan. Um, Emmanuel quickly, uh, James. Me, fucking Can you imagine we get cap space just for fucking Darren Moore to resign James, James Harden, right, bro? We finally get cap space. You're like, hey, we yeah, we. <laughs> Remember all that man. money you wanted? <laughs> we got it. Uh, we got it now. OG Lenobi is another guy um, who got traded to the Knicks. I, I expect him to stay there because he's the perfect fit. Um, They're yeah. v- very good. Uh, Knicks are also uh, interested in Bruce Brown. Uh, like, I feel like they just are acquiring all the. The win the winner guys, like Josh Hart's, yeah. the, the OG and Anobi's just the winners. Yeah. Um winning type players. Uh Nicholas Claxton, you know, see that. D'Angelo Russell has a player option. Um he was linked to the Sixers for a little bit. Um, as the Sixers were a potential third team in the DeJounte Murray uh trade to the Lakers, yeah. and it would probably have been like DeJounte Murray to the Lakers. Digelo, Russell to the Sixers, Marcus Morris and like a first round pick to um, the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks. Um, Also, Malik Monk. Um, I actually think he's returning to Sacramento. Um, His homie's there, so no point. Um, KCP. KCP. KCP is a name that the Sixers should definitely look into. A champion, damn near everywhere he went. He plays hard. He plays defense. Shoots the three extremely well. Um, I think it's going to be hard to pry him away from Denver. Um, yeah. But, you know, throw a bag. You know what I mean? People didn't think J.J. Reddy was going to leave the Clippers. But, you know, throw that bag. You know what I mean? We're going to have yeah. some money. Um, Miles Bridges, who might be a person who's traded, he's been linked to a lot of teams. It's crazy. Uh, um, nobody wanted to sign him in, like, the free agency pool. The the uh, Obviously, what happened happened, so that's why – a lot of teams were away from him but he's another game another name um Clay Thompson who I think the Sixers are favorite to sign I don't know what the deal would look like but having a Clay Thompson wouldn't hurt you obviously if the deal does not make sense for veteran
0: sense. for veteran experience and presence at the bare minimum he's worth a look but I think the money's going to be I don't want it to be a Tobias Harris situation where you're overpaying for experience and, he's and like, good enough offense and good enough defense.
1: This is the thing with Tobias. was Tobias was like 26 when we signed him. Right. And it was like, all right, cool. This year, we also, they signed him also because they lost Jimmy Butler. So they were like, all right, we can't lose everything. Let's throw him some money and he's going to be good. Um, yeah. But Tobias also is 26. Clay is 34. Um, right. So, and signing somebody to a five years deal and they're fucking thirty nine. Um, yeah.
0: I think the reluctance to give James Harden that sort of money yeah. gives me a little bit of hope that they wouldn't do the same thing for Clay Thompson.
1: Um, the, yeah. oh,
0: the only the only caveat, even though I I can't even really say this actually for Clay Thompson, the only caveat is that typically shooters age better in the NBA. Like James Harden, you 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 notice like how much slower he is. Now compared to obviously Houston, James Harden, his moves aren't working the same way that they used to, but he's made up for it by being able to be a tremendous passer. Klay mm-hmm. Thompson is just, he's a shooter, like shooting, shooting doesn't go away, but because of the way that he shoots, the lower body injuries, I think are visibly catching up to him. He's not getting as much lift on his jump shot. He's he like, it's just. You can just see that for whatever reason, for him, like, the the miles are sort of catching up to him. Whereas typically it's the opposite. For shooters, they're able to last as long as they can shoot. Right. JJ um, was in the league for a long time. Reggie Miller was in the league for a long time. Dirt, you know, even Bogdanovich. Like, um, you know,
1: shooters last a while typically. I'm going to list you some more names. Buddy Hill is also a free agent. He's an um, unrestricted free agent. Um, Bruce Brown... Has a team option, so I, I would expect either if they don't trade him already, I expect maybe they trade him, um, flip him again for more picks. Um, yeah. But he has helped them like immediately. He's one of those impact winning players. Not not a star, but can can raise his level of play. Um, I think we kind of have a Bruce Brown in a way with the Anthony Melton, with like yeah. his his Swiss his Swiss Army knife ability to be a playmaker some nights, to be a shooter some nights, to be a defender every night. Um, to play bigger than what he is, um, I think we already got one, but like it would not, you know, hurt. Um, Jonas Valanciunas is a free agent. Um, Spencer Denwelly, who the Sixers were linked to, and I was like kind of disgusted because like he shoots damn near thirty nine nine percent from his field goal range. Like they regu- all field goals. Like he shoots thirty nine percent. Yeah. Like, Keep him away from this team. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Get some help. I mean, obviously, Kelly Oubre, D'Anthony Mountain. Oh, damn, these are all Sixers. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, Tyce Jones also, somebody we've been linked to. Gordon Hayward is another guy um, we've been linked to. Mike Conley could be a good backup point guard. Um, Tadiq Bay. So, there's, there's a lot of guys. This free agency is not star-driven, but there's a lot of pieces, fit pieces, yeah. and, like, potential game swingers. And this re-agency that I feel like a, even if, if we do like a trade where we get a, a solidified third guy and he has under contract, we can add to that rather than trying to get another guy because obviously you got to pay Tyrese as well. Yeah. But yeah. He, he he's does, an all-star now. Yeah, he's all-star now, man. All-star. Congratulations. All-star, then drops 51 and then loses the next 5 Um, Also, it's been
0: announced that Tyrese Maxey
1: will participate in
0: the three-point contest. Yeah,
1: first guy from the Sixers since Kyle Kyle Corver Corver in
0: 2006, right? Yeah. Yep. No. Uh, Yeah, 2006. What year was AI traded? Because AI was still on the team when Kyle Corver
1: did it. Remember, the deadline was after the the All-Star game, so they traded it. So they uh, put it before um, so yeah, bro, here we are, here we are again, in the thick of it, depressed. Well, as always. we'll have
0: more clarification on what the season will be by tomorrow, end of the day. Um, but for now, all we can do is wait. If anything, by the way, the Sixers got their ass bust. 127
1: to 104.
0: Yeah. Um, if tomorrow. anything,
1: I believe yeah. Sean, Sean, you're going to be at work tomorrow. If anything crazy happens, uh, for Sixers. I'm going to hop on. I'm going to do a solo, kind of a solo update pod. Live. Yeah. Oh, okay. Update pod live, maybe. Um, anything crazy happens, I'm going to hop on. So make sure to come to YouTube. I'm going to make sure. It's it's going to be a YouTube exclusive. If it's not going to be something, I'm going to post to to all the stuff, all the podcast networks. It's not going to be nothing like that. It's going to be a YouTube yeah. exclu- exclusive, um, if I can say the word right. If the word come out. There we go. So follow us uh, at Check Rock Pod. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, follow us at just check rock. Just check rock on YouTube, um, and you can get this. Want to make that abundantly clear? Just is check is rock. Just check rock. Just check rock. If you not put just in- U-S-T, check
0: rock. Check,
1: check rock. rock. That's it. Check rock. That's the name of the show. Check rock. Just like that. If you go check check rock podcast, you went too far. <laughs> you went too far. If you see he, white imagine people, imagine he didn't even say that. Just, just
0: ignore all that. Just check rock. That's if, it. That's if you all see you need if you see
1: white people, you're not, right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're not in the right place.
0: you're not in the right
1: place. <laughs> you're not in the right place. There's you. Stop. <laughs> Get some help. <laughs> it. Get some help. Um, we uh, appreciate you guys for watching. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the pod. And uh, we'll see you uh, next week or tomorrow. Most likely tomorrow, they're going to do something. So I'll see. I'll probably see you tomorrow. But Sean, we'll see you next week. Um, next week. Bye. Bye.